This is Keep It Simple, a weekly discussion of significant issues regarding the Word of God and His people. Our host is Pastor Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, and the Simple Truths Radio Ministries. Good day and welcome to Keep It Simple, the weekly internet talk show of the Simple Truths Radio Network with Pastor Xavier Reese. Pastor X, how are we doing? Good, Tony. Great Be- day today. Beautiful weather today. Yeah. Uh, today we're, we're going to make a brief departure from our regular format to spend some important time talking about ministry opportunities and specific issues the Lord has really opened up in recent months. Here with us in the studio are Brother Mike Nutini and his wife Lucy. How are you guys doing? Good, good. How are you doing, Tony? Thank you for Thank taking you. time to be here with us. Our sister, Cherie Powers, is here with us, and we're grateful you took time and we're able to be over here as well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, now, one of the things we want to address here, the basic thing we want to address basically is um, the Lord's hand upon the opportunity that he's raised up in the city of Highland Park. Now, Cherie, you're a resident in Highland Park. You live there, don't you? Yes. And earlier this year, I guess what, the end of this summer, some interesting things started happening in your community. Can you tell us basically what took place? Well, because of COVID, um, things start shutting down. And a sister in the Lord uh, drove by Avenue 59 in Figueroa, and she said, uh, Sheree, do you know that they placed a Planned Parenthood in the neighborhood? And I, and I said, no, 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 they didn't. and she said yes so I just started and with her help uh, started making phone calls went around to all the different churches in the neighborhood Uh, then I said oh I need some posters in Spanish and then I got a hold of Lucy and said Lucy do you speak Spanish do you write Spanish (laughs) and she said yes and then she told me how Mike was interested in it And then Mike's heart, God just turned all our hearts and we just got involved and we stepped out in faith. Now, Pastor X, uh, there may be people in the listening audience who are not all that familiar with the significance of Planned Parenthood. Can you give us a a brief idea of what we're looking at? Well, Planned Parenthood is by Margaret Sanger. She's the originator. And um, if you just, uh, we don't have all the time, but she's a very evil woman. Her whole basis for abortion uh, it's presented like for the good and for the concern of women. But actually it was uh, that she believed that the majority of minorities, Mexican, blacks, and others, they weren't even deserving of life. And so it was a plan to exterminate through abortion so many. And um, by the way, she was real good friends with Hitler. Yeah, eugenics. The is eugenics the, in yeah. that. Yeah, but most people don't understand this. And so, you know, she's propped up as a hero and all this. Um, um, Many politicians do, especially the women's movement. Um, Some of them perhaps ignorant of who she is and her history, but others knowingly, they just masqueraded as something really good. You would, I would think, from my perspective, Planned Parenthood is maybe the greatest victory of creative advertising in the 20th century the way that they have been able to promote this thing, you know, with all these nifty little sayings like your body, your choice and things like that, that really allow them to put off what is an idea that no, no reasonable person would say, well, this is a good idea. No, no reasonable person would say that, but they've been able to put it across. And the, the awesome thing for us 
is that, you know, this wasn't necessarily Pastor Xavier's idea. The church staff didn't get together and say, well, you know, we need to do something in this area. But the Holy Spirit of God just kind of engaged you and a bunch of other people in the church. And so, Mike, what have you guys been doing? We, uh, ever since that day that she talked to, uh, uh, Cherie talked to Lucy Uh about this. And we'd already been... uh, we went to see that movie unplanned. It yeah. really wiped us out when we saw that movie. And before that, the Lord had been working on us to go out to maybe the, the Planned Parenthood in Pasadena. But we're involved in other ministries, and we, we uh, you know, never got the chance to actually step out. And when Cherie asked Lucy, it was like, <laughs> this is an answer from the Lord. Amen. So we, we've... Uh, we ever since then we uh, you know Sheree made up some posters we 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 got a group it's like the Lord just worked on every everybody's heart pulled all these people over there it's actually amazing how many people are coming to this thing I mean I, we do street witnessing and and there's been groups that have been big at times but then it dwindles down but this group has been constantly faithful they they come out and they we we go out there. We pray. We we get the guitar and the cajon. We we do some worship out on the on the sidewalk, and uh, people come by. They 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 drive by and they they'll stop because there's a stoplight right there. Mm-hmm. So they'll stop and they they're they're like, what's going on over there? You know, they they roll down the window and they want to hear what's going on. And uh, it just I, we know that the Lord is working in the people's hearts. They're just driving by, and then. Uh, you know, as we're we're there worshiping on on Mondays, we're just out there praying because the the place already closes down by the time we get there. But on Wednesdays, uh, they're open for an hour while we're there. So we we get opportunities to uh, speak to women, speak to people that are waiting for the mm. women. We 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 have people walking by and they they're curious of what's going on. Uh, all, I mean, all kinds of things. That going this, on. Now, this is not like a place that you would pick out as this is a high traffic area. We're going to go there and just be able to contact a lot of people. Yeah. And it's, and even the hours that you guys are doing it, it's in the evenings, weekdays. You know, it, it's not obvious that this is just a great idea. But it seems like from what you're saying, the people who are going have a real confidence that this is God's thing, Definitely. that the Lord's at work in it and, and that he's using it. Um, now, you mentioned, Cherie, that you contacted other churches. So there are people from other ministries and stuff that are coming to support? When we first stepped out in faith, um, I was like, how are we going to do this? You know. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, um, the churches in the community have to want to stand up for the unborn child. So we went around to different churches. Some churches called us back. Some churches didn't. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, what time should we go out there? You know, all these things are running through your your mind. So uh, another sister in the Lord said, Sheree, just pick a day, pick a time. And then if they show up, they show up. And if they don't, they don't. So that's how we did it. Amen. <laughs> the Lord provides wisdom. Yeah. Pastor X, is there another issue that is as, gosh, what's a good word? 
I don't know, significant, important, something that's a real watershed for the Christian community in the 20th century? Is there something that is as significant as abortion in terms of the way the church appears before the world? Well, it's just a top priority because it's killing babies, Amen. the most innocent of all. There are other priorities, and certainly those priorities change with the time as man moves on, you know, depending on what the culture's at at that time. But certainly um, we see from the abortion side all the way from Roe versus Way in 73 mm -hmm. that um, um, I, I think 62, 65 million. Right there, something like so that. So that's a horrific amount of, um, of children that would be doctors, lawyers, husbands, wives, yeah. um, that never had the opportunity. Uh, again, being sold under the guise of concern for women, but if it was laid out exactly what it is, we, we want you women who are pregnant, if you don't want your life interrupted right now, right. Inconvenienced. You, come, you come in and we can kill your baby. Mm -hmm. If they would say that, yeah. they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't get any business. Yeah. They would get no business whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So it's, 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 it's this cloak of um, um, compassionate benevolence towards mm -hmm. the woman. And the slow little saying, like you said, you know, your body, your choice. Yeah. And, and I, I believe a woman has um, a choice like any man or any person in the world to choose and make decisions. But uh, those decisions will all change depending on who's involved and what the consequences are. Mm -hmm. Once a woman jumps in bed with a man and she gets pregnant, there's a third party now. Amen. You cannot override that third party, especially when it's a defenseless third party. Um, the Bible calls that murder. Amen. A any which way you want to call it. The good news of Jesus Christ is that, and there are many women who have had abortions mm -hmm. since the 70s. In the church even. In the church even. Yeah. They've come to Christ. And you need to know that Christ is able to forgive you and to cleanse you. And you will see your child in heaven. <laughs> it's interesting. Lucy, uh, do you guys talk at all to women who have had abortions? Is there opportunity for that or does that come up? We, yeah, there's been a few people that have had it mm -hmm. to walk by. Not one-on-one. -on -one. Most of them tend to be angry no. yeah. against what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We've been called a lot of things while we're standing out there. Yeah. Um, but pretty much pro-choice is one of them that we yeah. get yelled at all the time. But if it is really pro-choice, whose choice is it? The baby yeah. has no choice, right? right? He yeah. has no saying. And... Most of them seem to be angry, mm -hmm. mad. Mm -hmm. um, I think you see the anger. They, you see the guilt, probably. Yeah, yeah. That it's in them. It's not. They're not happy, yeah. and we haven't had an opportunity to talk one on one that uh -huh. they would listen. It's it's just totally the opposite. It's with anger. They yeah. come against us and driving by, saying whatever, nonsense, or even walking. Yeah. And you have to understand that probably when they hear you guys or, or see you guys, 
it brings back to their mind the day that they made that decision. And, and, and the Bible says that man has a conscience. Mm -hmm. And he knows right from wrong. Amen. Uh, from creation is without excuse. Conscience and history about Jesus Christ and the cognizance that there's a creator. And they know, but they've allowed the deception and lie of the world. Um, the biggest avenue is um, the university, uh, public school, that has indoctrinated uh, so many since the 70s. Teaching went out in 62. After that, prayer was removed. SATs dropped consistently every year. And uh, when we crossed 2000, there was no morals, no... Um, morals or ethics or anything at all. So you've got situational ethics where we are now relativity. And, um, and these people, they really believe that because they've been indoctrinated. They haven't been taught. But in themselves, they still know right from wrong. Everybody you, can't, you can't get away from that, can you? You can't run from yourself. No. Mm -mm. That's the truth. I mean, if, if man is created in the image of God, you're not going to be able to take the life of a human being yeah and not experience consequences. Sure. You know. There's conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Wild stuff. We, we actually have a sister that comes out with us that when she was in the world, she had an abortion. Oh, really? Okay. And she knows she's been forgiven by the Lord. Amen. And she loves the Lord. And now she's, it's really put it on, upon her heart to, to reach out to these women that are thinking about doing this. So yeah. God's doing a move in that too. So. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing the work that he's doing in her. And he's kind of like restoring her, you Amen. know, giving that's, her another chance. That's awesome. One of the things that we make reference to pretty regularly is the fact that the, word of, the work of God is always opposed. Mm -hmm. And um, you, you guys have had a lot of um, fruit giving you confidence that God's in this work and that uh, there's a lot of benefit to it. But one of the things we, we recognize when we see inordinate opposition, we also recognize that there's a reason mm -hmm. when we experience that opposition. What, what kind of opposition have you guys had? Mm -hmm. Has it been from the very beginning? Yes. Day one. <laughs> Day one. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I can, I can hold a certain sign and they won't say anything to me. But Lucy could hold a certain sign and the they'll sign? say the same sign, and they'll say a lot of things to her. <laughs> you, you know, and, and I noticed that they, they understand lately. the culture. <laughs> <laughs> they, they fear the culture more than God. <laughs> oh, amen. Yeah, yeah, instead amen. of fearing God right. and not yeah. the culture. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's absolutely. interesting. Yes. That's interesting. You got, but you guys have had some. I mean, literal, almost attacks. Yeah, we've had, we've had one gentleman, well, I wouldn't say a gentleman, but a, a man. <laughs> a person. That, that we, we, it was like something out of a Jesus movie where you see a demoniac or something. He was, uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, he was literally. Legion. Yeah. <laughs> it was incredible, but he was, he was coming against us. As, he was a state across the street, the little side street, uh -huh. as we were praying, and he, he was trying to interrupt, and. It was pretty amazing how he w he started throwing rocks and stuff, and he w he was you know making all this crazy noises, and uh, the security guard comes up in this little truck. I don't know we don't know where he came out of, but he he just parks right in front. He, this guy's in the gutter, uh -huh. you know, in the street, and the car 
starts pushing him back a little bit, and so the guy starts throwing rocks and screaming and doing all kinds of weird things to the truck, and the guy gets out with his billy club, and he starts <laughs> making a move back, but wow. it was like God sent this security yeah. guard to get him out of there. That's amazing. And then, yeah. yeah, and then he left, and we were able to carry on. But that but, day, particular day, Mike was wearing a shirt that said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You know, it was like, uh-huh. And, yeah, John fourteen six. Yes, and this guy was saying all this stuff that we couldn't mm-hmm. understand. Remember, mm-hmm. he was demonic. just yelling demonic stuff, and mm-hmm. then he was saying, "You think you know the way? I'm going to show you the way to hell." But all these weird boys yeah. that yeah. Yeah. you could just see the anger in this person that he was in his mind. He was throwing all these rocks and trying to attack us. And yeah. mm. but Lord protected that us. That is something so straight <laughs> out of one of the gospels. But isn't the amazing the miracle there? I mean, is the Lord's intervention? It's God's hand. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I think one of the key things too is we're talking about that, and you know, we've um, we we've always believed, as Pastor Chuck taught, that where God guides, He provides, and He raises people up. And as long as people are the ones that are God has called and anointed and directed to go to that place, then God's going to take care of that ministry. The problem is we become very creative and ministries can become organizers mm-hmm. and just gather people and go do something. And we can do that. In the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But it won't work. But when God lays it on the hearts of the people and puts it together, because we've been approached many, many times about abortion clinics and stuff like that. And, and we get involved with this and that, whatever they're saying and that, but we, we don't really have an abortion ministry or anything. But when God raises it up, then he, he calls the right people, and he'll take care of that. And, that's, and, and the evidence of that is, again, the protection, the consistency, the commitment, and the length of that ministry, depending on whatever God has. So you're not wrestling. You're not trying to force something. You're not trying to talk people into it and, or move them by guilt or whatever. But it's God. And, that, and that's the easiest way to do ministry. Always. Mike, how would you respond if somebody suggested to you that this really wasn't the Lord's thing? Saying that this, what we're doing yeah, isn't it's just, this isn't what God wants you to do. How would you respond to that? I would say that I, I know that it's what the Lord has us to do. I mean, you don't have any doubt in your mind. Not any, whatsoever. any doubt. And it's not because somebody's convinced you or you've been persuaded by literature or it's... It's just the Spirit of God. Yeah, God has showed us many mm-hmm. different things. Yeah. I mean, and he does that, doesn't yeah, he? I mean, he, God witness, bears witness mm-hmm. his purpose at work. And that's so exciting. Because yeah. yeah. doors keep opening. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And the opposition, and the opposition spiritual battle going. is heavy. <laughs> One of the things that has to be at the foundation of your activity is the perspective, you know, that Planned Parenthood, in that matter, abortion, is not a good thing. I mean, it's it's way beyond not a good thing. Um, why is it that Christians need to be opposed to abortion? Just in simple terms. Murder. It's yeah. murder. It's murder. Yeah. And we're created by God. Yeah. And is there somebody out there that's more innocent than an unborn child? No. You know? God, you, you have to, you know, you look at the United States. I know Pastor Xavier and I have talked about this many times and uh, the accountability of this country, the fact that we are dramatically accountable to God and that there is a judgment impending upon this nation. And there are times where you see good things that happen in the United States. You see uh, 
benefit to poor people. Uh, outreaches, you know, there's a natural, natural disaster and uh, even secular organizations will go and provide help and assistance and encouragement. And you think, isn't that wonderful? Isn't that great? I'll never forget I was at, on a jury at, uh, in downtown Los Angeles waiting to get on a jury. And I was sitting there and there was a guy being tried for burglary and the state of California, the county of Los Angeles provided a translator to be with him to explain to him everything that was going on in the courtroom. And I thought, man, that is wonderful. That's just amazing. What other country in the world can you go to and where the country will provide you a translator as you're in court being tried with a crime? That's, and you just think, what a wonderful country we live in. But the reality is we are so accountable to God because of the lives of these more than 60 million innocent children that you, you and I, we don't agree with abortion, but we are part of this nation. And we have a responsibility in that issue. We are answerable. Just like the children of Israel, as the Babylonians came in and destroyed them. We've been talking about that a lot on the broadcast. There is, uh, there is a consequence. God judges nations. Amen. He judges the first thing he does when he comes back after the second coming. He judges the, the nations, how they treated the Jew during the Great Tribulation. Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome. He judged them, and a less superior nation conquered the more superior. Amen. In judgment. God's on the throne. He takes care of it. You know what I mean? So he gives a time for every nation. Um, fallen man can't rule himself or others. Um, yeah. He's a tyrant. Um, people began well, but uh, unless they are following the Lord, they can't lead. Yeah. There's no way. The... Um, the, the thirst for power, um, financial gain, um, and after a while, it's not even money. It's, it's the ability to be able to have power over people, mm -hmm. to make or break them, to do what you want with them. It's intoxicating. Yeah, yeah. And again, it goes back to the heart of man. It's deceitful, desperately wicked, as Jeremiah 79 says. Um, it's crazy. And these people seeking power... They're not all what we would consider really evil people. They really think that they have a much better idea. You know, they're going to fix it in their minds. They really believe that. Pastor X, do you believe that there are churches in the U.S. that don't understand the issue of abortion? I'm sure there is, and, and more so today because of the emergent movement, church. Mm -hmm. um, after the 60s, the, um, the German school... Uh, infiltrate a lot of the uh, seminaries and um, churches and they took over many of the denominations Presbyterian, Lutheran, everything like that mm -hmm. and they became very watered down, rationalistic explaining God's word away and people began to move into a religious mode going through motions when there was no, really no relationship anymore with Jesus and so they moved towards the left, liberalism even as we've seen our government, Congress, Senate, move all the way to the left, the same thing happened in school. And so these are the places where the Germans infiltrated, and they influenced all these, uh, quote, quote, young men who were going to prepare for ministry, and they, uh, they indoctrinated them in liberalism, and they became those indoctrinators for the future generations at the pulpit. It's a masterful job. Satan is good. And the emergent church today is much like that. It's watered down. They don't believe that you can learn any 
objective truth, and that's key. Objective truth is God says something, it is absolute true, it can be understood, and you're held accountable to it. So, because they don't believe you can learn any objective truth from the scriptures, then they just sit around, they, the key word is dialogue. You know, Tony, what do you think about this verse? How about yeah. you, Lucy? Mike? Three? And then, after everybody gives their opinion, go, okay, that's it. Nobody says, no, this is what the Bible says. Right. This is what it means. No authority to scripture. No. And so, it's not Christianity. Yeah. It has a label of Christianity. Uh, Rick yeah. is the stepping stone to the emergent church. She's a seeker-friendly. You know, Rick Warren, it depends what audience he's talking to, whether it's a secular audience or a religious audience. He'll use the same notes, mm -hmm. different perspectives. So, he can switch worldviews. If you don't have a biblical worldview, you're all jacked up. Amen. Amen. You, it, it's, it's, it's all subjective. You can fill in anything you want, how you, what you think is right, what you think is wrong, and your opinion is just as valuable as anybody else. And you see that in the culture because people say, we're not to judge one another. Mm -hmm. Don't make judgment. And right away when people talk, you know, I'm not, I'm not judging I'm not you. Judging. Doctor will say that. Yeah. yeah. Counselor will say that. People mm -hmm. will say that. They've been indoctrinated. It, you know, Pastor X is amazing. I've had conversations with pastors who've told me, and trying to use the New Testament, the Gospels, as an example. Look at what Jesus does. When Jesus speaks, he's not quoting the Old Testament, is he? He doesn't sit there and just quote the Old Testament. He just, he just interacts. He dialogues with people. He talks with them. And that's such a distortion. Sure, sure. Because, of course, whenever Jesus opened his mouth, it's the Word of God. You know? Yeah, and it's all narrative. And that's, uh, those are good observations when you're studying the scriptures. Is it narrative? Is it biography? What is it? Sure. So you can uh, properly interpret it. But, you know, many today, um, there's um, a black guy that's running for office. I forget his name, but he's Raphael, a pastor. Raphael Warnock. Okay. Yeah. And he's a pastor. Mm -hmm. And the stuff, he, he is so off the wall, he doesn't even stick. It's, I mean, they try to use socialism, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, Obama's quote-unquote pastor, right. Reverend Wrong, right. okay? Um, that, you know, they try to use the form of communism in the book of Acts, which mm -hmm. is uh, living of the community, but in a different mode. That's not socialism and communism as we know it. No. That was from the heart wanting to do it, and they were well-intended, but as you look through the book of Acts, it didn't work. And I, it's a good intention, but if you have money, and if all of us have money here, and, and, and we, make, we live every day, and we have little savings, whatever it is, and we have a house, now, it's much better for me to be able to help somebody on a certain basis as God directs me mm -hmm. than for me to sell everything and give it because now someone's going to have to take care of me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it's foolish. Yeah. And the church of Jerusalem became impoverished Badly. because of that. Yeah. And, uh, and so it, 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 it's a biblical event that took place, but it didn't work. It's not encouraged. No. 
nor is it commended or exalted. Something you said a minute ago, Pastor X, you said, for you to be able to help out and use your resources to help others as the Lord leads you. Right. And Absolutely. that's the thing that we're looking at, the leading of the Lord. Yeah. God's yeah. direction and the guidance yeah. of His Spirit yeah. is the single yeah. crucial issue. Yeah, you want your money to work for you. Amen. We live in a capitalist uh, nation here where people can work, put away, and they can compound their money. Now, the Bible says the love of money is root of all evil. So mm -hmm. we don't live for money. Yeah. But if God allows me to be in a place in a nation where I can make money, I can work hard and I can make money, then I can, I'm able to help others. I'm able to facilitate. I'm able to be benevolent. And, and you know, I mean, I'll give you one of the golden eggs, but don't kill the goose. <laughs> Amen. Okay. You know what I mean? You kill the goose, there's no more golden eggs. That's it, that's it. It's just simple. And it's interesting, you know, that that goes all the way back to like ancient Greece. Oh, that, yeah. That's an Aesop's fable. Yeah. So, I mean, human nature hasn't changed much, no, has it? No, it's, it's interesting you mentioned this uh, U.S. Senate candidate for Georgia, uh, Raphael Warnock, about 10 days ago, he tweeted, I am a pro-choice pastor. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So here interesting. he's a Christian, but he doesn't mind killing babies. He thinks it's okay. Wild. Crazy. That's that's unfortunate. That's that goes to show you how spiritually deaf America is. Yeah. But you know, we had we had a friend who's a, a seminary uh, professor uh, who suggested to me that the church was really overstepping their bounds by opposing abortion the way that we did. And my I I, my, I was like sh kind of shocked. Yeah. Are you serious? And I, my response was, well, maybe the church should have stayed out of the slavery issue, too, you know, 100 years ago, which the, the driving force behind the abolitionist movement in the United States was the Christian church more than anything else. American Revolution, yeah. the pulpit. Amen. That's right. That's where people yeah. were informed and rallied and had a conscience for the nation. That's lost. They don't mind you being a Christian and having your little sermons inside a building, but don't put it in the public square. Yeah. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Keep It Simple, and we'll be right back with you after these messages. Throughout the Gospels, we're witness to the apostles' humanity in their struggles and triumphs. Yet, after Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection, these 12 men would come to turn the world upside down. And it's from a recent study series that Pastor Xavier Reese has combined 12 messages highlighting each of the apostles into one CD pack or single MP3 disc available now in the online store at Calvary Chapel Pasadena. In this new 12 Apostle series, you'll discover how Peter, James, John, Philip, Matthew, and all the Apostles were not just chosen, called, and commissioned by Jesus, but equally enabled to accomplish the ministry to which they were called, even as we, the saints, are today. It's the 12 Apostle series, packaged in a brand new audio CD pack for $32, or in a single MP3 disc for just $12 plus shipping. Look for the new 12 Apostle series when you browse the online store at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. Pastor Xavier Reese and the ultimate gift for your wish list. The wise men asked Herod, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? They're not asking if he was born. They're asking, where is he? For we have come to worship him. This is the goal, ladies and gentlemen. It's about coming to worship the Savior of the world. 
Check the online program guide for Pastor Xavier Reese's daily expositional studies here on Simple Truths Radio at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. Have you ever wondered what the Bible says about the rapture or angels or even about life and death? Well, in the new doctrinal series of the Bible just released by Pastor Xavier Reese, you'll discover answers to these questions and so much more. In this brand new USB flash drive and MP3 audio format, you'll find over 50 messages included from a sermon series entitled, What About? You'll hear these full-length messages answering numerous questions about God, the scriptures, and the Christian faith. It's the What About? Doctrinal Series of the Bible, available now for just $19.99 plus shipping from the online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. It's a PC-Mac compatible MP3 audio USB flash drive from Pastor Xavier Reese from his What About? Doctrinal Series for just $19.99 plus shipping. Available now in the online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. That's calvarychapelpasadena.com. We return now to Keep It Simple and this week's discussion, addressing issues of consequence for the church. Hosted by Pastor Xavier Reese of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. And you're back with us here at Keep It Simple. Today we're spending some time talking about ministry opportunities in the Lord's hand at work in the body. We have with us uh, Mike Nutini, his wife Lucy, our sister Cherie Powers. Pastor X, we're talking about uh, this ministry that the Lord sort of raised up out of nothing in the city of Highland Park. You were sharing with us that you actually had a Bible study in, in Highland Park uh, yeah, some years back. Yeah, back in 1976. And it was just a house church, and I, I was on staff at Covina. Uh, actually, we were at the Kung Fu Studio still, where it started there, okay. across the street from Northwood's Inn. Um, and, uh, and, and they would come out, and I would teach the Old Testament on Sunday night. And all we did, I sat on that side of the table like this, and three or four of them sat right here. That was it. That was your, yeah. And, uh, and they said, well, can you go? I said, yeah, sure, I'll go. So I went to home Bible study and a bunch of young kids in high school. In fact, you know Mark, the street guy yeah, that yeah. comes in? He was one of them. Oh, wow. He was one of them. And, uh, and God just did a job there. And then I thought the Lord was going to call me out there, but he did, really didn't uh, reveal that. So another guy took over, and I became Calvary Chapel Highland Park. Okay. And that pastor fell and got off the wall. So my brother-in-law that was in Kansas was moving back, and he took it over, Gary. And then from there, he went to Montrose, and now he's over in... Uh, Sun Valley. Sun Valley, yeah. yeah. So they, they, been, they were at Glendale, everything else, but that was yeah. the result of that yeah. Bible study way back in 1976. Awesome. It's, uh, it's a small world. Yeah. <laughs> I get the, uh, you know, the impression a lot of people are unfamiliar with uh, the perspective of believers. I think, you know, when people see you out there on the street and recognize that you're uh, promoting a pro-life perspective and that you have, you know, we were talking about the, the sayings that were developed by Planned Parenthood, your body, your choice, just even the name, Planned Parenthood. Yeah. It sounds so beneficial and benign. Mm -hmm. And they don't, I don't think they realize how you see the situation. I think in the minds of many people, who don't know the Lord, you guys hate the people of Planned Parenthood. You, you, you know, you have an anger and angst against them. You know, you have this terrible axe to grind. And I think they would be shocked what you really think if they took the time to actually talk to you. Because, I mean, the Lord, I mean, we recognize that there are people on the other side from us 
but the Lord doesn't give us the opportunity to hate them. Hmm. You know, it's a lot clearer than that. You know, we, at, at best, we feel uh, pity and uh, um, feel badly for people who are separated from the Lord. You know, we, we, want, we care for them. We recognize that Jesus died for these people and he loves them. And that in, when they're doing things in their lives, contrary to the truth of Christ, that they're creating problems for themselves. And, uh, and that's a hard thing to communicate in this kind of an environment, yeah. in our current culture especially, because people are so opposed to one another. But it's necessary that you guys have that perspective, and the people who are with you, you guys are all on the same page. Yeah, they're not only destroying the life of the child, but they're destroying their own life. Amen. The consequences right. that come into their life from, from having an abortion and, and, you know, we don't want that to, for anybody. No. We don't want those consequences. Yeah. We, I mean, we've all made mistakes in our life, and, and we know the consequences that we had to go through. And, and just like a parent with their child, they want to warn their child. We're, we're out there to warn them because we know the eternal consequences, and we know the immediate consequences yeah. that happened yeah. in their lives. And, you know, we, we want to do whatever we can to reach these women before they go in there and, you know, whatever we can do. Ultimately, it's the gospel because their, yes. their eternal salvation is what matters. That's the only thing that's going to change the life of a person. Pastor X is kind of ministry and microcosm. We recognize that there are short-term consequences. You know, a guy on the street, he's out here, he's drinking every day. We'd, we'd love to see him get turned around and help him out. But the bottom line also, we need to keep in view the eternal situation. Sure, sure. And, you know, and the only way that can happen is through the ministry of the gospel, the preaching of the gospel. Amen. You know, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So there's no way that we believe that we can persuade any intelligent, educated person to believe in Christ, as smart as it may be. There's a million miles between his brain and his heart. Amen. The problem's not his brains. Yeah. It's his heart. Jeremiah 79 is the heart of man, completely all the time. And as we give the gospel out, we should do it in all love. Um, we should not be trying to force people nor come off self-righteous or condemning, but compassionate to share this is where you're at and this is what God did for you and this is what he offers you. And you get to choose and your choice will determine where you spend eternity. And if they reject it, None of us should be angry. None of us should get offended. We continue to pray for that person. I don't even have to know their name or anything. The Holy Spirit has given that person that set time to witness to him. When the gospel is preached, the Holy Spirit turns on the light, illumination, for that person to understand. And they're responsible for the decision on base what the Holy Spirit allows them to understand. And if they accept and embrace and confess, They'll be saved. Amen. If they don't, hopefully they get another opportunity. But tomorrow's promise to nobody. Yeah. We have no idea. So we continue to pray. But it has to be the Word of God. Certainly we are, <clears throat> they're there out there defending, uh, they're the defenders of the child. I, um, three most dangerous places in the world today is um, a hospital room, a courtroom, and a woman's womb. Amen. Amen. Three most dangerous. Yeah. Because there was a time when 
courtrooms were, though never perfect, there was at least a strong Judeo-Christian ethic based on the law. And it reflected that. And though some cases could have made a mistake and sent someone to prison being innocent, mm -hmm. it was not prevalent to do that. Places of prejudice, different things, we understand that. Yeah. That's human nature itself and the fallen nature. A doctor being in the hospital room, there was a, a confidence in the American public that I can go to my doctor and he's going to care for me. Mm -hmm. And he acted, he demonstrated his empathy and compassion and his personal responsibility to care for me and communicate and follow me up. That has been removed completely from the medicine that's being practiced today. Yeah. And it's limited medicine depending how old you are, whether people want to acknowledge it or not. Obama, when he came in, he destroyed our medical system, 25% um, of the economy. And he allowed the, uh, the insurance um, companies to control the medical costs. And so the doctors are not free to make those decisions or to be that personal. You'll still find some, but I don't think it's the majority. Well, the crazy thing for me, if I go to the hospital, it doesn't matter how incapacitated I am. I can't have anybody coming in the hospital right. who cares about me to help manage my health care. Right, right. And, and that's part of the problem with that also. You see how it moves from being a time when, and I'm, I'm thinking back maybe even the late 80s into the 90s, um, it's still there, but it was already progressing mm -hmm. downward. Mm -hmm. uh, but certainly when Obama came in and they passed Obamacare, by one man, one man, one man destroyed the medical uh, industry, yeah. Roberts, mm -hmm. from the Supreme Court. One man made a decision for all of America that private insurance was bad. The government has to control it. So once again, the courtroom, the hospital room. You go into the hospital today with this COVID that they're using like a sledgehammer. And they're allowing people to go in elderly, young, whatever. And they're, they're sick, and no matter how, how minor they're sick or how extreme they're sick, a family member can't be in there. Right, yeah. So many of them have died alone, mm -hmm. feeling abandoned. Yeah. Totally a contradiction to the Hippocratic Oath. Yeah. No compassion, no empathy, nothing. Shame on the doctors. That's criminal because when they get people in, the doctors and hospitals get money, yeah. big money from the mm -hmm. government. Mm -hmm. So they're run by the money. And so the last one is a woman's womb. Yeah. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Amen. When, when you folks are out, uh, you're out on the street on Mondays and Wednesday evenings at 6 o'clock in case anybody's listening in who would like to participate. Um, and they can contact the church office. We have maps and can provide information. Um, is it a sizable group? How many people would you say, generally? Usually 17. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. It is a lot. 
That's pretty wild. That's incredible. Is that, does that surprise you that there's so many people who are motivated to turn out and, and to be a part of that? It actually does, but nothing surprises <laughs> me with God. I mean, God is good. God he, is good I mean, yeah. you could just see the, the work that he's doing. And, and, and just, I mean, it's all, almost like he brings people there to get <laughs> saved sometimes. It, it's like we're not even doing anything, but God is just, I mean, one time the uh, uh, father and his son went driving by and and they, they were noticing this, and they, 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 the kid wanted to know, what Dad, what's going on over there? So the dad says, let's go check it out. And he pulls over, and the, and the kid ends up talking to one of the ladies with us. And one thing led to another, and the kid received the Lord that night. Wow. Incredible, I mean, yeah. Then people be walking by, same thing happens. And I mean, it's not, I, of course, we're there to, we're pray, praying to shut sure. this place down. Sure. We're there to minister to these yeah. women when they come out. But God's doing a bigger work, and and even the people that are coming by, we don't know the the eternal things sure. that are happening. Yeah. There's no people. script. God's no, just unfolding yeah. it. Yeah, what was that other time that uh, some guy came by and 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 he got joined up with a daddy he hadn't seen for a long time? Or sister. Or something like oh, that. The, one of the sisters, sisters with us. Yes. She had a, a riff with her family. I guess the, something happened. I'm, we, we don't know all the details, but. Uh, some guy comes by and he, he pulls over, I guess he at the stop sign as we were worshiping and, and playing the guitar, the cajon and everything. And uh, he's looking and he's hearing the music. So he starts singing along with us. And I could see this. I, I'm looking straight at him. And he, he ends up taking off, but he, he, he goes around and comes back and he's going to offer money to us. Use this to help somebody. And we're like, we don't take money. I'm sorry, but... But he insisted, and, and, and we said no. But then one of the women that were with us saw him, and she just went, no. And it was her brother. Mm, wow. They, they hadn't seen each other for a long time, and they ended up, he ended up pulling around the corner, and God's doing a work restoring their relationship. Amazing. Amazing. That's ministry, you know. You start out with an idea what you think God yeah. wants you to do, but he's the only one that really knows what yeah. he's doing. Yeah. And it, it becomes evident in the passage of time that he has an agenda. And, you know, unless you step out in faith and, and let God use you, mm -hmm. you're not going to see these yeah. amazing things that God wants to do. And, and it just it blows me away every time we, you know, we see the hand of God in our midst and you know it's God working. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing greater than that. I, I mean, we're experiencing God right in front of our eyes, and yeah. and, and tell them about the security guard. Oh yes, Mike. Now that we have help. Oh yeah, security. yeah. We just had. We were in the parking lot talking afterwards, and uh, we've had some opposition from a guy across the street. Okay. Liquor uh, store. Church of Satan. <laughs> I don't know. He comes in, tries to pass out cards, and he he came one night and stood in our midst, and he was had his own little sign and he was trying to cause trouble but but uh the other night we had this woman come up after we were done and in the parking lot and she works for some security business that patrols the the uh, neighborhood uh -huh. every night so she came and offered our her services she says wow. we, we, i've come by with the lights flashing i don't know if you guys seen me but she's noticed us and she wants to help she gave us the number and great <laughs> so the God's hand and yeah. protecting us and that's I mean, amazing. It's, it's amazing. 
Yeah, and even good. the police have seen us out there, and they just wave at us. And sure, and they're, and, and they're aware, and God's putting it all together. Yeah. It's just great. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it's a, it's a miracle. Um, just so amazing to see the Lord's hand at work. And, um, and there, there's nothing like it. You know, there's nothing. It's interesting. Everything in your life has significance because you know you're where the Lord wants you to be doing what he wants you to do. Every other thing in your life falls in. There's an order that comes to pass. And, uh, you know, one of the things in my mind I'm thinking as we spend time with you guys just talking about this, that there are so many other people in the body of Christ that God has called them and maybe they're just hesitating, you know, about stepping out in some particular area, an opportunity, talking to an individual. Uh, who knows? But God has, there's no optional equipment in the body of Christ. Right. Everybody's necessary. And there's so many amazingly gifted and wonderful people in the church that need to be, look at the examples of others and say, you know what, I can do that. I can do this. I can step out. I can speak the truth. I can be, you know, I don't have to know everything from the Bible in order to tell a person that I'm a believer. Yeah. And it's important to have that perspective and go forward with that. And I think some of the people that are in our group have taken that initiative, you know, where they didn't serve before, they're stepping out. You know, maybe it could be the times that we're living in, they know. <laughs> I, I don't know, but God's definitely doing a work in, in the group yeah. that we're with. And it's there's nothing like the fellowship of the gospel. Yeah. You know, when you're with, around other believers like mine and they, they, yeah. they're looking to be used by God. Pastor X, what, do we, what can we say about the influence upon the body of Christ. This is a ministry. There's 17, 18 people, 20 people out there on particular nights of the week. But all of those people have an influence on everybody who goes to the church here in Pasadena. Right. How do we receive a benefit from that? Well, you know, the, the Bible speaks about the, the church being the body of Christ. Amen. And as the body of Christ, you know, that's a clear, clear illustration that everybody understands through every generation. So you've got hands, you've got feet, you've got eyes, you've got ears, everything else. And every part of that body is in submission to the head. My head gives the messages to my fingers to move or my feet to walk. And they are to obey. The head is not confused unless you've got neurological damage or something like that. But otherwise, everything works in coordination. The mm -hmm. same thing with the body of Christ. God is the one that directs people and raises people up. And, and it's not the pastor organizing things and, and raising people up. It's praying, Lord, you raise people up and you send them out. And you've got the ministry of the, of the teaching body that's teaching the people on Sundays, on the evening, midweek, stuff like that. And these ministries are opened up and raised up by God and people obey God, not the pastor. And then God blesses that. And the, the body itself receives great spiritual health mm -hmm. because it's seeing God work. They're growing, they're developing, they're maturing spiritually. And that's, that, that's what the church is. Amen. That's, that's how it yeah. works. There's another issue that I thought we should touch upon maybe just briefly, and it's more, you know, cultural and political. One of the problems that we have, of course, with Planned Parenthood is that all of us, against our will, are forced to support Planned Parenthood with our tax dollars. Every year, a certain percentage of the money that we pay in taxes goes to promote and actually to carry out abortions in the United States. And this is, you know, I, I can't imagine anything more horrific 
for myself. Yeah. And for whatever reason, though we may try and we try and elect candidates, we try and promote particular issues, uh, it seems, you know, it's the, the golden calf. Nobody can touch it, yeah. you know. And so that, that's a thing that is pretty horrific to all of us as we look at this situation, yeah. you know. And again, when as the nation decays, all these evil things will take place. Amen. And God, God comes down at a certain point in time in every nation where He draws that line and He says, "This far, no more." Amen. And then judgment comes. So all when nation, when God raises nations up and sets the boundaries and the time, um, pe people rise up with good intents and they're patriotic and they want the best for the nation. But then as it, as it grows and develops, it gets to a position where now it becomes intoxicated with its own power. Yeah. And it takes on leisure and excess, and it corrupts itself. Yes. Leisure time, too much bread, all the things like that. And it just, it goes bad. And again, God has that line out there, every nation. It's a confirmation of what you said earlier, that fallen man is not really capable no. of ruling himself. No way. Yeah, that's the problem. Not at all. Just like men, we think we can run our homes on the head. Well, if you're not on the Christ, you're not the head. You're the head of something yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, we need Christ to lead us, and then we can lead others. Amen. It's got to be in accord with His Word. Otherwise, um, uh, the power corrupts. You know, they say power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. It never changes. Amen. So. What do you guys see as the goal of this ministry as you're going forward? I mean, obviously, it's day-to-day, -day and whatever the Lord wants, you know, He's in charge. Do you, do you have any kind of an idea of a goal, specifically? I see the facility shutting down. I know God will shut that facility down. I've seen Him. Um, one of the churches told us that the Buddhist temple was shut down. Mm. So, even though it's standing, it's not operational. It's not operational. Mm -hmm. I've seen uh, a video store that sold um, sex books and all that. Yeah. It's no longer there. It's a furniture store. Amen. I've seen, uh, I've gone into a, um, a shop that did like vitamins and, um, how, do, how can I say, uh, Indian, health, health, okay. health, Indian uh, stuff. cultic yes. stuff. Yeah, I went in there and the guy grabs my hand. He wants, I said, oh, oh, oh no, you know, and, <laughs> and, and they're shut down. They're, they're, they're not there anymore. Uh -huh. So I know, I walk by faith. I know God will shut this facility Amen. down. That's awesome. Yeah. Praise the Lord. And That's may right. he shut down the organization yes. nationally as nationally, well. Yes. That would be a great thing. Yes. We pray for that every day. You folks are also engaged in doing street witnessing uh, in Old Town Pasadena. You go out and share. But uh, I guess with between COVID-19 and the holidays, there's nobody out there anymore. <laughs> it's getting, getting scarce. But, but God provides, though. Yeah. <laughs> People still go out there. They go to get food and they'll go to shop and yeah. stuff. But, yeah, it's pretty scarce right now. But, but God is faithful. And he, I mean, he, he just, he doesn't need us. He, he wants our availability, Amen. you know. We step out in faith, and God orchestrates the circumstances, and people come along. We, we, we're, we're dealing with a lot of homeless people lately, and yeah. we, we have one gentleman coming to church with us now, and 
and he's actually <laughs> been stepping out, and he came out with us one time. And Did he? Actually, a couple times, yeah. and he, he was actually being used to minister to another homeless man. So. Pretty awesome. He, he's a great guy. Yeah. He's, he's he really a blessing to have around. Excuse me? He was here this morning. Yeah, and the Sunday other, the other gentleman was here this, this morning. The I guy he so. invited? Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's, you know, teach, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. <laughs> teach a man to fish. You know, that's the way. That's pretty awesome. Thank you, Lord. Uh, have you had people participate in the group, either in this group or in, in street witnessing, that were um, cr that created a problem where there was a problem with them? We have, not in this group, but in street witnessing, street witnessing? over yeah. the past. Yeah. yeah, and and one of the things we ask is for people who participate in the street witnessing group is that they go through the basic foundations of the Christian faith, Definitely. and not so much because we want to indoctrinate them, but we want to be on the same page with people. I don't want to be sharing the gospel with, have, with somebody and have somebody next to me say, oh, wait a minute, that's not right. right. You know, we want to be able to represent the gospel clearly and plainly. Certainly there are churches out there that think differently than we do, and they're welcome to go out and share the gospel. Yeah. You know, but we want to be on the same page with people, and so we try and keep those things, what does the scripture say, decently and in order. In order. That's what we need to do. Yeah. Amen. Do you think it's important for believers to be willing to step outside their comfort zone, Mike? Definitely. That's how we glorify God. You know, we're not trusting ourselves. We're, we're, we're being stretched, so to speak, yeah. doing things that we wouldn't normally do, you know, speaking when we don't normally speak, uh, all kinds of things that God wants to do in and through us. And if we're just, if all we have to do is take that step of faith, and when we take that step of faith, God enables us to do whatever he's called us to do. It's, uh, it's great to see. When you guys are out there on the street and, and you know, serving the Lord, do you ever make any mistakes? I'll raise my hand. Yes, of course. <laughs> I try to be like my savior, but unfortunately, I make mistakes. Yes. Fortunately, God is gracious. Yes, he is. Mercy rejoices over judgment. <laughs> Pastor X, we're, we're so grateful for all the people in the body who. Yeah lend their services, and, you know, the, the bottom line is the gospel of Jesus. Yeah, and we've been so fortunate through the years that we've been here. Um, you know, the church started from three people over um, in Alhambra, 1980, and then God kept us around for six and a half years and moved us from place to place, and then he brought us here to Pasadena. We've been here um, 34 years or so. Um, just an incredible time. And God continues to just add to the church, and and God, sometimes God's uh, blessings are blessed subtractions. Um, God clears out and brings in, and he takes care of all that. Those people that are committed and they're following the Lord. And we want people to come here because God has brought them here. Uh, we're not interested in crowds. Uh, the numbers mean absolutely nothing. The most important thing is, do you love the Lord or are you walking? Because God brought you here. And that's it. You've been listening to Keep It Simple with your host, Pastor Xavier Reese on Simple Truths Radio. We hope today's broadcast has informed, encouraged, and challenged you in your own personal walk with Christ. 
For more information regarding Simple Truths Radio Ministries or Calvary Chapel Pasadena, please visit calvarychapelpasadena.com. We hope you'll be back for our next discussion, and may God richly bless your day.